For health's sake, a simple chat for better health. I'm your host, Donna Karras. These podcasts are a publication of Amory Hospital and Clinic, Hudson Hospital and Clinic, Health Partners Clinic, Stillwater, Lakeview Hospital, and Westfields Hospital and Clinic. All are part of a nonprofit healthcare organization committed to enhancing community health. I'm talking with Heather Erickson, the Program Director of Behavior Health Center in Amory, about fostering self-esteem in our kids. Welcome, Heather. Hi, thanks for having me. So when we talk about self-esteem, we're generally describing a person's overall sense of self-worth or personal value. In other words, how much you appreciate yourself and like yourself. This inevitably impacts how we think, feel, and behave, which can ultimately impact all areas of our lives, including our relationships, our work, our goals, and how we take care of ourselves and others. What does healthy self-esteem look like? So there's definitely a balance between too much and too little self-worth, being confident versus being arrogant. People who are confident with healthy self-esteem are generally assertive, but not aggressive. They tend to not be afraid of or shy away from failure, potential failure or conflict. They're able to set boundaries and able to generally shift their focus to potential problems or new experiences as opportunities rather than seeing these as situations to fear or setbacks in our lives. What does low self-esteem look like? So low self-esteem then usually looks like low self-confidence. Folks with low self-esteem generally tend to believe that they can't completely trust themselves or their abilities to handle challenges in their lives. And so this often leads to feelings of not being in control of their own life or of what happens. And that, understandably, can trigger ongoing worry and self-doubt. People with low self-esteem also engage in comparing themselves to others. Often, they constantly view themselves as less than or not as good or not as skilled as those around them. They also often tend to struggle with asking for help or asking for what they need because they generally have a low feeling of self-worth and don't feel necessarily worthy of getting those resources or getting those needs met that they might have. In addition, people with low self-esteem or low self-confidence tend to often see the best as half-empty rather than half-full. They tend to experience fear or failure with new situations or with problems that they encounter, and they tend to engage in negative self-talk. Why does self-esteem matter? Well, as I described earlier, our sense and our feelings about ourselves directly really impacts every area of our lives. How we experience life on the inside, how we feel about ourselves and our ability to be in the world and influence people and things and situations, that directly informs our thoughts, our feelings, and ultimately our behavior, which plays out in our relationships, our work, and really how we navigate the world. How does self-esteem develop? Well, a recent article from Psychology Today that was um, written in November of 2020 explains this really nicely and really focuses on that our self-esteem develops sort of as we grow and begins in childhood. And, and really, it's impacted by everything we experience. That includes people and situations and relationships. And so as we move through all of these things in our life, from an early age, these begin to shape an image that we build of ourselves. So this includes how we're treated by others in our relationships, how others react to our successes and our failures, 
And this plays a major role into our outlook of and our confidence in ourselves. How can we as parents help build self-esteem? Well, one thing we can do is display that confidence and healthy self-esteem ourselves. You know, lead by example. If we experience a failure or we're apprehensive to try a new skill or a new task, to be able to model this for our kids and really talk through and help to normalize the feelings that are associated with it. Um, in addition to that, it's really, really important that our children experience consistent attention and affection from us, in addition to experiencing respect and active listening throughout our relationship. Is praising our child okay? <laughs> Absolutely. This is actually a core component of what helps our kids to build up their self-esteem and their sense of self-worth. It's important to really be mindful of overpraising, though, because we don't want to tip the scale for our kids and turn the positive self-esteem into arrogance. That said, of course, we all enjoy being praised. It feels good, and we should definitely pass that on. What about criticism? Criticism is another necessary part of life that really helps our kids learn. The important thing and really the key factor is how the criticism is communicated. You know, there's a really big difference between criticizing someone through yelling or speaking in absolutes and calmly explaining what the criticism is or what the concern is, why it's important, and then asking them questions that they might have about it. That is a much more effective way to communicate a criticism or a concern. It allows the other person to hear you, really, whether it's a child or an adult, and doesn't take the negative self-toll that it could um, if they experience it as devaluing versus a concern or a criticism. Using language that describes the act or the thing that you're looking for them to improve is also really important, rather than naming them as the person, as the root of the problem. So instead of saying, you're really bad at this, you did a bad job, saying things like, I wonder what this could have looked like if you would have done X, Y, or Z differently. Do you have any advice for a parent who notices their kid is showing signs of low self-esteem? Um, well, I think there are several things and several ways that you can begin to address that, especially with kids. You know, really focusing on success and failure, both as a parent, um, being normal parts of life and being okay things to experience, even when pieces of that can be uncomfortable. Certainly enlisting the help or advice of your pediatrician if you have Concerns that your child's self-esteem is very negative, um, if they are not able to engage in new activities due to consistent fear, for example, or you hear them say things degrading themselves often, don't hesitate to talk to um, your family doctor, pediatrician, school counselor, or reach out to a therapist. There are many tools um, that we can use as therapists, too, to help kiddos build up their self-esteem. This is great information. Thank you, Heather. Thank you. Thanks for listening. 